Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We are excited that you have joined us today as we continue on our discussion on spiritual gifts. That's kind of the topic that we've been covering all month. And we have covered a lot of ground Mm -hmm. so far. We've talked about what spiritual gifts are. We've talked about how to assess those in your life. We've talked about just practical assessments that are out there that people can do, right? Um, but also just how to, to seek the Lord in prayer and to see out scripture um, and really finding what you've been gifted with. But we've also talked last week about just hindrances that can come into play and just yeah. some pitfalls and ways that the enemy mm-hmm. does what he does best and just yes. tries to get in there and mess everything up. And he, as we've <laughs> talked about, you know, he, he's not a creator. He can only take what already exists and twist it up and mangle it up. Yeah. And so he is so, I, I just believe with all my heart, if he can't keep you from being a follower of Jesus, like what would he not want to go after but the things that you bring That's to right. the body? That's right. And so, you know, he's just going to get in there and he knows um, some of those strengths that you've been given. And so he's going to try to to hinder you and to keep you back from operating in those things. That's right. And so today we're going to spend some more time, as you know by now, if you've spent any time listening to Mercy Talk, we are very, very intentional about being practical. Mm -hmm. That there's something to be said about talking through things and sharing points, but then what do we do with it? And I think sometimes that can be missed in conversations like this. And so today we're going to get really practical, even spending some time kind of talking through some of our own spiritual gifts, what we've learned about them, how they kind of operate for us. Um, But during the first and second show of August, we really talked at length about the different ways to assess Mm -hmm. and then to confirm the spiritual gifts that you carry personally as a son or daughter of God. And so we want to encourage you at this stage of the game, if you've not listened to at least those first two, we want to encourage you to push pause, to go back and to spend some time making sure you assess your own gifts. And our heart is that you then kind of have an idea of what your gifts are to bring into the show with us Mm -hmm. as we bring in our own so that we can kind of talk through, okay, these are all the pitfalls. These are all the things we've talked through. But now because we've assessed these things, we know what we're, how we're wired. What do we then do with that information? Kind of sharing a little bit from our own experience experience, but also encouraging you to move forward in that place as well. Mm -hmm. And so push pause, go back. If you have no idea what your spiritual gifts are, do not continue to listen. (laughs) Stop right there. Go back, figure out what you carry, and then spend some time listening um, as we move forward from there. So really, I think I'll just kind of kick off myself. Spiritual gifts I've talked on a couple different times. I think for me personally, but also as a counselor, we've kind of mentioned this, but from the counseling aspect, there's such a power in my clients knowing the way that they're wired and the gifts that they carry because when they know that, as we've talked about, it helps propel them forward through their healing process. Mm -hmm. And so there's a real power in them understanding, wow, these are the things that I carry and no matter what I've walked through, I'm not disqualified because of those things. That my gifts are still intact. My calling and my purposes are still intact. In fact, as I heal and as I move forward, there's actually a strength that comes from the very hardest things I've walked through. And I have found that we are actually stronger and better off from those hard things when we're in place of healing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, our gifts can be that much more exponentially powerful for the people that are in our lives. And so from that as well, I think for me personally, as I've as I start to realize this as a counselor, I began to go, oh gosh, I probably should know what my spiritual gifts are as well, because the conversation would be hilarious. I would give a, a spiritual gift assessment to my client. She'd go, oh, that's great. What are your gifts, Jen? Well, uh, <laughs> at first early on, I'm like, I should probably do that myself. So as I began to assess my main gifts that have always kind of come to the top are administration. 
And now, well, Mel will talk a little bit more about this as well. All of these gifts, we can kind of almost stop at the gift and go, oh, that's a very cool gift. But if you don't kind of take personality and those types of things into account, you can kind of assume it will look the same way for everybody. It will look different for everyone. But my gifts are administration, encouragement, um, wisdom, and leadership. And I remember when I got those, I was like, okay. I could see some of those, but like when you hear wisdom, you're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. kind of just picture this like old gray haired sage <laughs> sitting on a in a rocky hill chair or, a, <laughs> or a hill, whatever, crocheting. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps your picture of wisdom's different than mine. Didn't really fit with what I saw. But as I continued to grow in my relationship with the Lord and in what I do, I began to realize like, wow, there was this, this gift of wisdom in me that I found the Lord beginning to tap into more. It didn't mean that I've been around a long time and that kind of wisdom from life a life lived for a long time. It was more of just kind of this undercurrent idea of, oh gosh, if this is something that the Lord deposits into someone, I would find that I would have something to add or that there would be just this little thing that the Lord would be able to show me that then I would be able to add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes from that gift of wisdom, I'm able just to see things in a bigger vantage point where I'm able to have just a different perspective on things sometimes that is not from me. It's very much just from the Holy Spirit because it's a gift that I carry. Um, When it came to that area of administration, I remember laughing because people would look at me and be like, you like paperwork? Like you like filing? You like writing reports? Even as a counselor in the home, like I would always get my reports done first and I didn't like loathe doing them. Mm -hmm. It was not my favorite part of my job, but I didn't mind it either. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I took that spiritual gift assessment, I was like, oh, that's a gift of mine. Like, it's not just weird about me. It actually is a gift that God's given me. I don't mind the administrative side of things. Mm -hmm. I don't mind sitting and writing things. I would write out papers for my master's degree that were like 35 pages in like a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was probably not always the most, you know, on top of things, a little procrastination. Yes, but I would find that it wasn't hard, if that makes sense. So you start to see, as you kind of keep an eye out for these things, the way that your gifts come out in just daily life, as well as your relationship with the Lord, and therefore even in ministry, the way that you love on people, the way that you help people. So it's just fun to kind of begin to see the caveats. And once you have an awareness of your gifts to then be able to go, oh, that's how that operates Mm -hmm. in my life. That's why that is something that comes easy to me, that sometimes people may even look at you a little bit wacko, like, why is that something you're so good at or enjoy? It's often because you can trace it back to the very way Mm -hmm. that you are wired and the Mm -hmm. spiritual gifts God's put in you. Yeah. Well, so this is where things get really weird. Um, (laughs) Jen and I talked about bringing our gifts to discuss at this podcast, and then right before we started recording, like literally we didn't know this until just a few minutes ago, we have the same top three. <laughs> we do. It's so funny. And I know the assessment that I um, am looking at here that I took most recently has like 15 different gifts. Yeah. So that's weird. That funny weird. But mm-hmm. what I would say, because my top three are administration is number one, and then encouragement, and then wisdom, and then actually number four is teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's only where we go a little different. But... Here's where I think I, I am a really big fan of this assessment that I've 
taken um, and I actually did it through my church because they had an entire ministry for it called Place um, but I know that you can mm-hmm. get online and take this assessment as an individual I haven't tried to do it so I don't know exactly what that looks like but if you go to placeministries.org um, you can get some more information on this and I think take it as an individual um, what I love about this assessment is that it actually combines your spiritual gifts with you, with your personality so cool so you take like the disc profile test. I mean, it's an extensive assessment. Mm -hmm. But from that, I actually, you know, I learned that I am a, on the disc profile, CS, which for anybody who's like a disc profile nerd, they know exactly (laughs) what that is. Like, oh, I totally understand who she is. But for anybody who doesn't, (laughs) basically at the end of the day, what this means is that, so between um, like the extremes of um, active and reserved. I'm more on the reserved side of things mm-hmm. than between task and people. I'm actually kind of like right in the middle, but I have a slight bent towards task over people. Yeah. Okay. So that's funny. That's important because that 100% affects the way these spiritual gifts look in my life. Yeah. It's funny when I look at you and me, I'm like, well, Jen and I are very different. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of things that are very different about us. And it's so cool because we bring different gifts to the table. I'm like, well, apparently we bring the exact same gifts to the table, but the way they play out is so different because our personalities are very different. Mm -hmm. And so I love the way that this assessment combines the two. And so literally I've got three pages here of like, okay, so if I have the gift of administration and what this specific assessment kind of defines that is, is to be able to take a vision and put it into effective steps, really, at the end right. of the day is kind of what it is. Um, and to know the resources needed to accomplish a goal. Okay, so someone with my personality style, with a C personality style, with a gift of administration, it ends up kind of playing out this way. And it's so crazy because when I look at it, I'm like, oh my word. Like, to a T, this is me. <laughs> Even to the point of like some of the things that's just like sees with the gift of administration expect others to carry out their tasks perfectly <laughs> desire too many details before implementing tasks bottleneck projects because of an unwillingness to delegate I'm like well shoot <laughs> just nailed me I mean so it's not all about just how these are negative but right. those are just some of the things that popped in but you know I just I, I think about how like on the positive and some of the negative side of some right. of these gifts like man this is really got me pegged pretty well um and you know with a gift of encouragement for example like I it was very hard for me to see how that was a gift that I had Mm -hmm. like when it came up I remember on this assessment I was like what I don't think I'm very encouraging at all (laughs) actually (laughs) it's something that I feel like I need to grow in until I saw that gift coupled up with my personality style right and the way that that played out was that um people with my personality with the gift of encouragement provide encouragement with a task oriented plan to follow right and so what I found was that you know there's some people who are great at encouraging people who like are in the midst of a problem and they will get into that problem with you they'll get into the pit with you they'll cry with you they'll just be there with you emotionally in that place I am not that person (laughs) I am the person who when you're ready to get out of the pit can be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Right. And here's how it's going to happen. And here's how it's going to play out. Here's the steps, you know. And so I just found that, like, you could even think, like, I don't have that gift because it doesn't look like that. So good, Mom. But you can have a certain gift. It's just that the way it plays out with your personality maybe looks a little different than you would have pictured it in your head. Right. And so I'm like, no, wait. When people are in the midst of a problem and need an action plan on how to get out of it, they do come see me. That's right. They don't come to see me when they want somebody to cry with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
that's not my gift. <laughs> my gift is to give you an action plan when you're ready. You know, so um, I think that that's something important for people to understand. Yeah. It, you so may good. have, this gift looks like this. And if I don't do it like that, then I don't have that gift. That may not be the case. Yeah. Which is why I love this assessment. Where you've pigeonholed right. what that gift is supposed to look like. And so if I equate encouragement with crying and being a shoulder to cry on, and that's all that encouragement is, then I'm not even going to realize that, wow, God has designed me not only with this gift of encouragement, this is how I carry it out. Because if we don't have the people who can go, okay, you done crying? Sweet. Mm -hmm. Let's get you moving forward. They will stay crying because there's not someone else who's able to come along and usher them forward in that gift of encouragement. Both are so important. important. That's what I think points to the body again. And I just think like I would have I would have probably been one to say before this like I don't have the gift of encouragement. Right. I'm actually really bad at that because I thought it just looked like this. Totally. So this is just very enlightening to me. And then I mean yeah the the wisdom piece. Um, but you know one of my my secondary personality is the S personality, which means that I'm more of a conflict avoider and mm-hmm. I'm a peacekeeper, peacekeeper, peacekeeper. So one of the things with S personalities with the gift of wisdom desire to avoid conflict which will cause them to withhold sharing biblical truths to those who may be offended by it and I'm like yes (laughs) man yes Um, but I think just for this assessment it defined wisdom as being able to practically understand and discern biblical truths and how to apply them and the practicality of scripture and I'm like oh my goodness I love talking to people not just about the feel good and like Mm -hmm. how scripture makes you feel but like how does this practically apply to my life totally hence all mercy talk shows it's like we have to have practicality in here or we have done a disservice to the world you know so that's just something I'm very passionate about and again I don't even think that I would have been able to realize why I'm passionate about certain things until I took an assessment and I'm like oh that's why I get so fired up about this and this Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest with you I think sometimes I I think it's probably maybe a pride thing that comes in to say, well, why doesn't somebody else care about this stuff as much as I do? Right. And what's wrong with them? You know? And like... <laughs> you need to get with the program, I people. Will, you know, I will say that... Um, actually, we'll probably get more into this later. Um, but just looking at people and their gifts and because they aren't mine, either thinking theirs are better or mm-hmm. thinking like, why can't they just... Right. Do this, you uh-huh. know? And so it's just, it's so helpful to know what yours are and also super helpful to know what the gifts of others are that you are in close community That's with so on true. a regular basis so that you can value each other's gifts without having pride or or the opposite of that and feeling like you're less than come into play. I think yeah. it's just, it's super helpful. Well, and I love what this place conversation is brought to, which I'm probably going to be seeking that out. Yeah. Because it does take it to that next layer I mean, we laughed when we both went, wait a minute, we both had the same gifts? Yeah. Like, that's funny. Because I think of myself as a gift of encouragement. I'm not the one who sits and cries with people necessarily, but I am the one that's probably hooping and hollering over there in the corner as the little cheerleader. Yep. Or on the flip side, I'm the one that's in the counseling session who's like, you need to get your crap together mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit leads, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, I think at one point someone called it an axe anointing, which I thought was very funny, <laughs> that I'm not afraid to go in and just kind of cut out that root yeah. and just get to the heart of the matter where sometimes I can almost come off really strong Mm -hmm. but as the Lord leads it's actually what people need to hear so I'm kind of a both and sometimes so it's just really funny when you take the time to go okay not only are these my gifts but how do they operate in Mm -hmm. me as the individual that God has created me to be Mm -hmm. and so I love the fact that that's something that you've walked through that you've been able to bring to the table that just expands this conversation
conversation that much more that I think our encouragement for listeners is that you don't just land at what your gifts are, but then you go even further than that of like, okay, these are my gifts. How then do they operate for me as an individual son or daughter of God? Mm -hmm. And how do I walk them out from that place? Not assuming that, well, if it's a gift of leadership, that must mean that I'm a CEO on top of this bit. No, that that could look a million different ways based on who you are your personality and the different gifting and callings that God has put on your life. You yep. may never be in a boardroom with a gift of leadership, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a gift of leadership. Sure. Does that make yeah. sense? That's why I love it. That's why I think it's so helpful. So, so good. Any personality can have any gift. It doesn't mean that only gifts with this personality yeah. work. You and know, doesn't so that just good. make sense with how God is? Yeah. Like yeah. he's way too creative to be like, I'm sorry, there's one gift and it needs to operate in one way. Right. No, it's just not how he, yeah. he's just way too cool I for that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I know, Mel, we talked about just kind of talking through a little bit about the challenges as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's any challenges that we've kind of hit on um, as it's come to these gifts. So do you have anything that you can think of that would be helpful? Well, I'm thinking back to our conversation even from last week. Mm -hmm. And I remember we talked about how much you can struggle sometimes with comparison. Yeah. And feeling like your gifts are less than. And I was specifically thinking about how, you know, administration, I think I've kind of always known is one of my, Mm -hmm. my top gifts and even in reading again this assessment and realizing that one of the things about administration is that you can put goals into practical steps. Right. So I'm th- I was thinking back to back in my 20s I was a youth pastor and I was working alongside another youth pastor who he was like visionary extraordinaire. <laughs> like holy cow, he could get 500 ideas in one meeting, yeah. you know, and I was just like, Whoa. And I remember having a really hard time with the fact that I didn't have that as much. I'm like, I don't get these like big ideas and dream and like there's so much value placed on people who have vision and Mm -hmm. and have the ability to just dream and think and think outside the box and be creative. And I didn't feel like I had that. And I was just like, what stink? Like, I'm lame. I'm so boring. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. But what I found over time working with him was that I was always the person Mm -hmm. who would be like, that's such a great idea, and here's what we're going to do to get there. Right. And like, by the time we finished working with each other, which was over the course of six years, we realized what a hot mess it would have been if we had had two of him or two of me. (laughs) We needed both of us. If we had two visionaries, all it would have been was 100 meetings with 100 ideas and nothing would have ever gotten done. That's right. If it had just been two of me, we would have had no ideas. So like, we would have had nothing to do. (laughs) Sat there staring at each other. I just loved, I loved learning in real time how valuable both sides of the puzzle were. Mm -hmm. But then what could happen in those meetings was I'd be like, you have to stop. Mm -hmm. No more ideas. (laughs) Because it drove me crazy. And I would find myself sometimes getting frustrated. Like, why can't you just have plans? Like, stop with the ideas and make a plan on how to see it happen. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, but that's the gift I bring to the table. And like, needing to understand the absolute necessity and value of both. And not letting the fact that he doesn't operate in certain things or that you don't make you frustrated or make you sad or, you know, whatever things might be. So that was one way it played out. And then actually, as I was assessing, as I was looking at my assessment just yesterday, and one of the gifts was wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the way that this specific assessment defined it was being able to practically understand and discern biblical truths and apply them. Mm -hmm. And I almost laughed because I was like, okay, I can look over the course of like the last decade of my life 
And I am thinking about how many times I have said the words, I really feel like the Lord is calling me into a deeper place of being in the word. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that everybody's called to be in the word. I right. know that. I know that that's a blanket thing for all believers. But I just feel so strongly like the Lord is like, I want you to go deeper. I want you to delve yeah. into the word like you've never done before. And I have felt such an incredible resistance to it. Like, I don't know why I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. why can I not just get into the word? I know the Lord's calling me to. Why can't I do this thing? And then when I was looking at this, I was like, of course. Of course. Of course the enemy has been after that area in my life where I've been feeling this call to get deeper into the word, but I have been struggling so much with it. Mm-hmm. And so coming to this realization of like, one of your gifts is wisdom. And one of your gifts is being able to apply the word of God and help people apply the word of God to their life. You need to be in the word. That's right. Not just because you need to be in the word because all believers do. Totally. Because if you're going to walk fully in your gifts, you have to. So that gave me this whole new level of resolution like, oh no, the enemy is not winning on this one. (laughs) But of course he was after that area because it's so directly applied to the gift that the Lord's given me. Yep. And you carrying that out well. Yeah. So wherever the enemy is attacking your life, it is going to be such a strong indication of a place that the Lord is trying to take you or a place that you are really gifted that he's trying to hold you back from. He's so strategic Mm -hmm. in the way he attacks. And so it's a, it's a really great indication of what you've been given. Well, hopefully as we've chit chatted through our own experience with our own gifts, it's just given you just some practical places to kind of go in Mm -hmm. your own just adventure of figuring this out on your own. But we want to, of course, as we've talked about, we're very passionate about the practicality. Mm -hmm. So let's wrap up with a couple practical things. Administration. We have administration. I'm giving you steps. Here we go. <laughs> so the first one is, of course, always first and foremost, is to seek the Lord for His strategy and direction. Mm-hmm. Notice I said His strategy and direction. I think so often with assessments and all these types of tools and things, we can kind of get rolling ahead. I know that I can anyway. Where I feel like I've got my plan and I've got it all figured out, and I sometimes don't stop to go, "Oh, Lord, how does this strategy work for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you asking of me? How do you want me to use these assessments? How do you want me to use all that I've heard on Mercy Talk this month to line up with what you've called me to be? And so we want to really make sure that we highlight that point. Mm -hmm. We've given you lots of practical steps and assessments and things to do, but it's then bringing them before the throne and going, okay, God, what do you want me to do with what I've been hearing, what I've been learning? How can I put these things into place, Lord? with your strategy and your direction to move forward in this area. And also I think it would be great to just start serving and just start getting out there and, and, you know, finding areas where you can, you know, Mm -hmm. give and serve and work with other people. And I think over the course of time, you do start to realize like, here are the things that get me fired up. Here are the things that I absolutely love doing. And I feel like I'm in my zone and Mm -hmm. here are the things that I don't so much feel like I'm in my zone and they require 10 times more energy because it's just not my thing. Exactly. Um, And I just feel like there's hardly any better teacher than just experience and just getting in there and doing things and then realizing I love this. Yeah. I love this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think too, asking for friends and accountability to really be praying for you. Mm -hmm. We've acknowledged over and over and over again this month that there is a lot of spiritual warfare that kicks up in this area. I think we knew that even coming into this discussion, but I think as we've talked it through, it's been highlighted even more that if the enemy can get us stuck or hindered or in a place of lies or whatever it may be, as we talked about, 
he can really get us stuck in not walking out our gifts well. Mm -hmm. And so if this is something you're really passionate about, you're like, man, I've got to really get some things figured out here. We encourage you. There's a power in agreement. There's a power in having people pray for you. And so really going, there's some things I need to figure out. Would y'all pray for me and agree with me in this area that I'm going to get the fullness of what this needs to look like in my life Mm -hmm. and asking those people in your life to pray for you in this area. That's good. I mean, and I guess my last encouragement is just as you do this and as you Mm -hmm. take these steps, man, just stay focused on what the Lord is showing you about your life. Celebrate your gifts, understand the value of your gifts and don't let those lies and that unworthiness creep in or that comparison. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just don't let it creep in and be on guard against those things as you kind of walk this journey. So good. Well, Mel, before we wrap up, we want to make sure that we continue to remind listeners about this new initiative we have through outreach, which we're so excited about. Mm -hmm. It's called our Empower Nights um, that will be beginning the first Thursday of every month in September. Uh, So that'll be September 7th here Mm -hmm. in the middle Tennessee area. Mm -hmm. It's going to be from seven to eight. And so if this is something that you're interested in, we encourage you to go to mercymultiplied.com backslash empower to RSVP. Even though it's a free event, we want to make sure we have a good head count to make sure we have enough food and resources and things on hand. And so if this is something you're interested in, please, please go on, check it out, RSVP, and we hope that you will join us. And our topic on September 7th is going to be self-harm. Yep. I think it's going to be a really, really helpful time. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested, check it out. And always, you're welcome to email us at outreach at mercymultiply.com or at mercy talk at mercymultiply.com if you have any questions. And we hope that you will join us next week. Mm